Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The city of Detroit has an affordable housing issue. So what can be done to fix it? Instead of trying to get $60 million here, 40 there, put that into housing. It's simple. Take the money that y'all are pissing away and put it in healing the city. The COVID-19 pandemic has certainly made this problem worse, but the issue, it's far older than that. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. According to Poverty Solutions at the University of Michigan, evictions in Detroit have been rising steadily since the beginning of the novel coronavirus. In 2021, over 38,000 new eviction cases were brought against tenants. This is not a new problem. Again, according to Poverty Solutions, back in 2017, 13% of Detroiters, or about 88,000 people, were either evicted or lost their homes. My research looks at just one extremely negative and traumatic and stressful outcome of unaffordable housing, which is eviction. During the pandemic, unprecedented efforts were made to prevent evictions, but mass evictions had threatened public health long before the onset of COVID-19. You know, I think that a lot of people talked about preventing a wave of eviction, but in places like Detroit and really housing markets, where low-income people and Black people live across the country, you know, there has been a flood of evictions that has been constant. Um, For as long as we have data, there has been at least 30,000 evictions filed in the city of Detroit every single year. That equates to about 70,000 mostly Black women and children being threatened with eviction every single year. About four in 10 tenants who have an eviction filed against them never even have their day in court and receive a judgment by default against them. And before the pandemic, approximately 50 people every single day in Detroit were getting physically and forcibly removed by a bailiff from their home. That right there, that's the voice of Alexa Eisenberg. She's a postdoctoral research fellow at, you guessed it, Poverty Solutions at the University of Michigan. Dr. Eisenberg contributed heavily to the research that produced the numbers I gave earlier. She tells me the rising number of evictions is no accident. Our government since the 1970s has systematically disinvested in public housing and transitioned to a system that relies on the market to provide affordable housing. And this is a system that does not work and it has never worked. In Detroit, in 2019, the most recent data we have, housing costs were unaffordable for 73%. You know, three in four Detroit renters who were making less than 35 k a year And nearly half of those households were spending at least 50% of their monthly incomes on rent. And as rents have increased, incomes have stayed largely the same and prices across the board have increased. Those numbers have only gotten worse. 
one in four people who qualifies for affordable housing in the U.S. even receives it. And that's because those programs are run not like an entitlement, like Medicaid, for instance, but like a lottery, where just a small fraction of the people who are in need get the basic human right that every single person deserves. While those numbers tell a story, it's important to remember that they don't tell the whole story. Numbers don't need to support their families. Numbers don't have to worry about a roof over their heads. People, they're the ones that worry about their families. People are the ones that worry about having a roof to put over their heads. I was illegally arrested under false charges of squatting in a house that I was through evictions court. I was sent through evictions court for a house that I moved into. And upon a judgment of being told I had 30 days to move out of my home, the next week I was arrested under false charges of squatting in this same home. And I was taken to jail overnight. My house was emptied out and boarded up. When I got out the next day, everything was gone. (laughs) What's it like being somebody like you or like any other Detroiter that has to combat all that power, right? Whether it's a badge, whether it's a legal degree, whether it's, you know, a city office. What's it like to be just a quote unquote regular person having to deal with that? It is very draining and stressful. I can honestly just say there's a lot of different types of citizens in the city and I happen to be one of the productive and community healing ones. So it was very detrimental that now, you know, I feel like these positions that these people are in are supposed to help the community and help build the community. And that's not what's happening. So it, it leaves stress that you wouldn't even believe <laughs> just dealing and combating these, basically this systematic corruption. That right there, well, that's the voice of Yaya the Healer, and she's an organizer with Detroit Eviction Defense. That's an advocacy group for renters in the city. Last September, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan introduced a three-point eviction prevention program, including free legal assistance, access to financial assistance for past due rent and utilities, along with fast-track hiring for Detroiters facing eviction. But some wonder if the city, in a general sense, is doing the right thing with how funds are allocated. Here is Yaya again. I did a story about a month ago, maybe, about Dan Gilbert and his Hudson site. And they were about to blink away a lot of money. I was in that. I was, ooh, and I was fired up. If you go back and watch those meetings, that city council meeting, right when he pulled that application for that money. Yeah, we were in there fired up because it don't make no sense. I literally have done interviews on this specific matter. And I said, if this man was putting, not affordable housing, because affordable to who? low-income housing, because everybody's financially strained a little bit, unless you're just on that other side of financial freedom. You know what I'm saying? So if he was building low-income, not affordable, low-income housing and putting people who need, putting people who fund him, putting people who supply the money that he, you know what I'm saying? We'll be doing cartwheels. But we can't do cartwheels for, for him getting a $60 million tax cut on a building that the most of the Detroit residents won't even see the inside of. Why don't more Detroiters own homes? The Detroit Land Bank Authority is a collection of properties and homes owned by the city that they sell at a discount. And if you go to their website, you'll see that the Land Bank, quote, offers Detroit residents an abundance of homes and land ownership opportunities, end quote. Is it accomplishing said mission? Well, that's up for debate. And not encouraged for Detroiters to be homeowners. It's so crazy because it's like all the homes were taken from Detroiters, you know what I'm saying, which was a predominantly homeowner city (laughs) and now it's a renter city because people come in that aren't 
in Detroit or from Detroit. Some of them aren't even in this country, to be honest. I've witnessed a lot of overseas companies and corporations buying up the property in Detroit and doing some with it and just sitting there. And people who become homeless or notice that, hey, this house has been sitting there for years and has not been touched, they might go in and, and occupy the house, which is a crime. But it, it just creates a cycle of mess because the people who buy in the property here don't even care about it. So what's the fix? Talking about problems without offering a solution is just complaining. Yaya was talking about the Detroit Land Bank a second ago. Even though she is frustrated with the authority, she still sees it as part of the solution. Being a victim and a fighter of this cause, I personally feel like Detroit owns too much property. I literally drove by a building called Don Bosco Hall. It's on Petersky and Collinwood. Big building, empty, nothing in it. Looks like residential place. Why does the city, instead of trying to give 60 million here, 40 there, put that into housing? It's simple. Take the money that y'all are pissing away and wasting and put it in healing the city. The city is never going to get it together if you're not worried about the actual residents. <laughs> it's never going to work. My suggestion to, and, and it's always my suggestion to city council and the mayor's office, you guys have this money that y'all are playing with, but y'all also have all of these houses in land banks that are just sitting here. What about our academic friend? Dr. Eisenberg says the time to act is now, right now. Every single day that we wait, to not invest in, in new housing that is permanently affordable for low-income people is a day that we lose. There is no situation in which, this, in, in which, in which the system um, resolves its own problems. We need to do that now, and we have unprecedented funding through COVID relief to build new permanently affordable housing, and that is what we need to be doing yesterday <laughs> and really decades ago because, of course, this stuff takes time. So that's first and foremost. In the immediate way, we have access to unprecedented federal funds, state and local level to be doing this. And then in terms of just mitigating the harm and not returning to the status quo of mass eviction, there are a number of things that we can do. We learned during the pandemic what worked, and we also learned what doesn't work and how it can be improved. There are some easy things, you know, in Detroit, something like just enforcing the law already on the books. The fact that a landlord needs to comply with health and safety codes in order to rent out their properties and collect rent. If we were able to enforce that law, we would be actually be able to stop the majority of evictions in Detroit. As we speak, the price of housing is extraordinary. It's hit record highs more times than people can count. And it doesn't matter where you are or who you are. Just last week, we did a story on The Daily J about the price of buying homes. You can go back in our feed and check that out. But the lack of affordable housing has been a problem in Detroit for years. And the fix won't be easy, but Detroit will never be back, whatever that means, until Detroiters can afford to live in Detroit. Thank you to both Yaya the Healer and Alexa Eisenberg for chatting with me today. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on housing in the city of Detroit. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear from you. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.